This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets uh, put in another volatile week and ended the week with a USDA supply demand report. Stonex Group Chief Commodities Economist Arlen Suderman said the only U.S. ending stocks number that probably matters from the supply demand report was the soybean number. And that number came in lower for both new and old crop marketing years. The old crop continuing to drop lower, and uh, that's reflective of stronger demand out of China than what was anticipated that continues to steadily come along, and the smaller supply out of Brazil bringing more export business our way. we obviously got to see that play out here over the next several months, but right now it continues to do so, and it's continuing to pull stocks toward that 200 million bushel level. We've been below 200 million bushels now since the first week of February, and USDA is slowly coming our way on that, but that's probably the, the biggest thing. USDA is estimating old crop world soybean carryout at 86 million metric tons. That's up 1 million from May. New crop soybean carryout estimated at 100 million metric tons, up a half a million from the May report. World wheat ending stocks, old crop are nearly unchanged from May at 279 million tons. New crop wheat also unchanged from the May report at 267 million tons. Global corn, old crop corn ending stocks estimated at 311 million metric tons, slightly more than the pre-report trade guess, one and a half million more than USDA's May estimate. Global new crop corn ending stocks are estimated at 310 million tons, up 5 million from the May estimate. The USDA raised global new crop coarse grains by 3.3 million metric tons to 1.5 billion tons, primarily on increased corn production. Global new crop corn ending stocks raised 5.3 million tons from May to 310.5 million. USDA decreased global wheat supplies by 1.7 million tons on lower production in India, more than offsetting the increase in Russian production. USDA did raise global soybean production 1 million tons to 100.5 million on higher beginning stocks for Argentina and Brazil. USDA made small changes to the June supply demand report. Clayton Pope Commodities President Clayton Pope says the report was a little bit bearish for corn, but USDA did make changes to the U.S. soybean carryout. Bean number, I'd have to call it a bullish number, but I think an awful lot of that was already built into the market. The uh, they lowered old crop carryover by 30 million bushels by raising exports that much, uh, and then that just flowed through the new crop. They left new crop exports the same, uh, but but because of the old crop change in carryover, they lowered the uh, new crop carryover by 30 million also. So on the surface, you'd have to call that pretty bullish. I mean, old crop bean carryover is now 205, and uh, new crop is 280. Weather forecast and crop progress now front and center since the uh, supply-demand report has passed us. North Star Commodities Chief Analyst Mark Schultz says the Midwest weather is good with really no issues. The downside to a high-pressure ridge that's expected is that, that those ridge-riding storms move across the northern plains. Yeah, that's typically what you'll end up getting is you'll get up and over the ridge will uh, put down the rain. So I know we've got a, one of our forecasters already talking about some two to four-inch rains to be coming across that North Dakota, eastern North Dakota, northern Minnesota uh, here in the next uh, four to five days uh, looking ahead. So that they, they may start turn a little bit wetter. But I, here, either you've got the crop in the ground or you're going to get it in by this time. But after this, uh, you probably were going to go to prevent planting anyway. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. 
BASF tech service rep Dan Melvis is with us. Dan, tell us why growers should focus on residuals to maximize their dicamba-tolerant crop. 2022 will be all about a solid residual weed control program to stretch glyphosate and Liberty supplies. Ingenia and Zidua applied pre through V6 will reduce your need for glyphosate and Liberty. Apply Ingenia and Zidua pre and post to maximize your yields. Talk to your local retailer about using the most flexible residual program for dicamba-tolerant soybeans. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we will see a little pocket of additional cooling taking place in the northeast corner of North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. To South America, it looks like Argentina will be dry for a few more days, and Brazil will see scattered showers and thunderstorms benefiting many crop areas. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at this weekend news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Russia and Turkey met this week to talk about opening up Black Sea ports. Turkey's foreign minister said a United Nations plan to resume Ukrainian grain shipments is reasonable and deserves more discussion. With the plan, Turkey would help create a secure passageway through the Black Sea. Ukraine would be able to ship grain and Russia could export food and fertilizer. In DSU Extension Crops Marketing Economist Frayne Old is following this discussion closely. This is going to be a very politically sensitive discussion. There's a lot of different views, both on the Russian side as, Ukraine, as well as the Ukrainian side, on, on how this should play out. You know, two issues we're worried about is, number one, can we get vessels loaded and at what port? And then the second is, how do we get the, those vessels through the areas of, of, of the biggest armed conflict? How do we get them through the Black Sea and, and try and protect them? Ukrainian farmer Igor Novitsky is trying to stay optimistic as the situation in Ukraine drags out. I hope that it will end tomorrow, but I know that it's going to take a long time. High commodity prices are offsetting high farm input costs. The new quarterly report on the farm economy from the Farm Credit Administration says diesel prices are driven by high crude oil prices and refining issues. Supply chain problems are limiting the availability of farm machinery and parts. Record high gas and diesel prices are being recorded across the United States. Heartland Investor Services President Eugene Grainer expects energy prices to lower once summer is over. The worst grass pricing is occurring now through possibly the 4th of July. As far as going into 2023, that's going to depend on the U.S. dollar. And if the U.S. dollar were to continue to strengthen into year-end as the Federal Reserve continues to take inflation serious, the rising value of the dollar helps put downward pressure on the price of oil. Nutrient Ag Solutions, the world's biggest fertilizer company, is going to increase potash production to 18 million tons by 2025. In response to Nutrient's announcement, Stonex Group Director of Fertilizer Josh Linville says any additional fertilizer supplies will help the situation, but ultimately the world needs Belarusian exports to resume to make a major difference. The Environmental Protection Agency finalized 2022 renewable volume obligations late last week and made a few other announcements surrounding the renewable fuel standard, including the fact that the agency is on track to finalize a rule by the end of this year allowing canola oil to qualify as an advanced biofuel under the renewable fuel standard. One of the new North Dakota FFA chapters is located in the northern Red River Valley. Red River Farm Network's Claire Lyseth reports. Minto FFA is one of five new chapters in North Dakota. Minto FFA advisor Callahan Andrus attended the North Dakota State FFA 
Buffet Convention this week to receive the charter. The kids are awesome. They work really hard. It is a lot of hard work, but I wouldn't change it for the world and don't regret a second of it. After one year of co-oping with the Grafton FFA, Minto decided to build their own chapter. And this year, we I had a strong group of seniors that decided it was time, and they got the work done, and we got our charter done. There are 10 members in the Minto FFA. Anders would like to see enrollment increase for 8th grade students this upcoming school year. Our North Dakota FFA convention coverage is presented to you by Proceed, NDFB, Egg Country Farm Credit Services, Corteva AgriScience, North Dakota Farmers Union, Nutrient Ag Solutions, and North Dakota Beef Farmers and Ranchers through the Beef Checkoff. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Clara Lyseth on the Red River Farm Network. East Grand Forks, Minnesota farmer Rhonda Larson takes over the leadership of U.S. Wheat Associates this week. U.S. Wheat Associates is the export development organization for the wheat industry. Jill Ressler is the new CEO of the Minnesota Pork Producers Association. She grew up in agriculture and worked for the association for 13 years, serving in various roles. Doug McCallop is the Biden administration's new nominee for chief agriculture negotiator at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative. McCallop is a Pennsylvania native and was already serving as a trade advisor to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. That's a look at this week in news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Farming can be a frustrating business at times. Even when commodity prices are looking pretty good, a storm can roll through and ruin your ability to make a profit. Thankfully, you can protect yourself with a hail insurance policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. Our insurance specialist will work with you to find the right coverage for your acres. To get started, turn to the experts in every field by contacting your local Egg Country office. Be listening for Crop Watch every Tuesday during Agriculture Today on many of these Red River Farm Network stations. We'll travel a different part of our listening area every Tuesday and report what farmers, crop consultants, extension specialists, and crop experts have to say. Join us each Tuesday at 1237 for Crop Watch. It's a great way to hear about crop and weather conditions all across the Northern Plains. Crop Watch, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Prairie Industries, and BASF, your partner for better dry bean solutions. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Eastern North Dakota into northwestern Minnesota experienced much needed drying over the past week. World Weather Incorporated says rain and thunderstorms will return as unsettled weather rides over a high pressure ridge that is expected to set up in the Midwest. Rains will be scattered with up to 65 hundredths of an inch of rain or more possible each day through next Thursday for a large portion of the northern plains and Midwest. Most of the intended corn acres were planted in the central Red River Valley. Here's Brent Coles, who sells channel seeds at Clifford, North Dakota. With the seed dealership business, we're probably thinking somewhere in that 80% of the corn that was planned kind of went in. Um, obviously not on all the fields that it was planned on. There probably got to be a little bit of corn on corn um, in some certain fields that were tiled and dried off and etc. It's a little better than others, but yeah. Uh, for the most part, it was a pretty good push with the corn and now it's just on to the soybeans and dry beans for growers through here. Acreage decisions have been adjusted on the fly this year due to stubborn rain patterns. For Anthony Mock at Braddock, North Dakota, the wheat acres went away. We just kicked weed out of our rotation, just kept planting corn because we were rolling with corn planters and and uh, and we just 
planted our wheat ground into corn and and left the one air seeder on canola and so we pretty much got we just got more corn in don't have any wheat in and and uh and canola and working on soybeans and when we're done with that we're done the Minnesota Department of Agriculture is reminding farmers about the cutoff dates for the use of dicamba. Dicamba cannot be sprayed after June 12th south of I-94 and after June 30th north of the interstate. In addition, the dicamba products cannot be applied in Minnesota when the temperature is over 85 degrees. Farmers in Stephan, Minnesota area are beginning to wrap up planting. Brent Hulfman says this spring has been a battle. Yeah, we, we had some good windows to get things done. Uh, when we got a chance to roll, we, we went hard and tried to slam everything in as quick as we could. We ended up putting some things where uh, we hadn't planned, but uh, we got some corn in, which we wanted to really get in. We ended up going on old beet ground with it. and Other than that, we, we kind of stuck, stuck with the game plan from there. So. Wheat growers should be on the lookout for wheat streak mosaic virus. The virus was found in samples sent to the SDSU Plant Diagnostic Clinic. South Dakota State University Extension Plant Pathology Field Specialist Connie Strunk says wheat chromite is the culprit in spreading WSMV. And herbicides are useless against the virus, so the best management options are preventative. Right now there's nothing they can do out in the field if they're find, finding wheat streak mosaic virus. You know, the best thing is just get it properly identified to know that it is, in fact, a virus. And so it would recommend sending in a sample to just ensure what virus or what disease you're working with out there and what they can do. So when it's fall and they're thinking of planting the new season of winter wheat, you know, they would want to plant a little bit later, not go early, because it reduces the opportunity for wheat chromites to move into that, you know, the planted wheat field. They would want to select wheat varieties that are resistant and tolerant to WSMD. To look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Hello, Shane with Irie Insurance. We are proud to announce our Benefits Connect platform. You will have more options with Irie Insurance Benefits Connect. You have choices. Do you know who your group agent is? Do you meet annually to review benefits? Would you like to save money? Would you like more benefits? You have choices. We take a different approach to providing benefits through education, communication, and a personal touch. To find out more about Irie Insurance, go to irieinsurance.com. Before I started working as a soil scientist. Before I became a systems engineer. I found out science is cool. I did my first lab experiment. In 4-H. In 4-H. You never know when a spark will ignite the imagination. That's why 4-H is fostering 1 million new scientists and engineers for America's future workforce. With the help of companies and universities around the country. 1 million new scientists. 1 million new ideas. Learn more at 4-H.org.